When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Atlanta, jacking hammers and bows. Back to the mackin' and jacking the clothes. Adolescents packing a fold. The Sharp Tongue Podcast is a day late, not a dollar short. I apologize. I taped over the weekend. I worked, I've been working the past couple weeks on a new pilot for Oxygen, for the Oxygen Network. And this past weekend, I taped the pilot. I was in high heels for about 12 hours on Sunday. I got home at about, I don't know. I got into work at about 10 a.m. and I got home at about 1 a.m. and proceeded to make myself a slice of pizza that Laura had left me. Laura Murphy was staying with me, director of Girl Code and one of my BFFs. She left me a nice gluten-free pizza. I don't have anything against the gluten. I got to be honest with you. But pizza is pizza I don't discriminate so I was so delirious when I got home from my taping that I heated up the pizza then I made macaroni and cheese I put that on top of the pizza on top of that I put potato chips and popcorn I wasn't even high I was like let's literally put everything on this piece of pizza because I'm out of my mind I'm delirious And I deserve it. (laughs) And then Monday, I recovered all day long. Um, I was going to record the podcast and then I literally just, I I didn't have anything to say. (laughs) Very rarely do you find me speechless, but I was actually speechless. Um, I, I watched Lifetime tv's made for tv movie the unauthorized full house story unauthorized no big deal i watched that (laughs) the guy that got i mean it was so weird to watch i don't know if anyone saw it but you know it's lifetime movies they do these now they're doing these unauthorized versions of shows that were once wildly popular they're going to do Melrose Place. They're doing the unauthorized 90210. Uh, but just to see the characters, the people they hired to play Bob Saget, a.k.a. Danny Tanner, and Dave Coulier, a.k.a. Joey, and John Stamos, a.k.a. the love of my life, was hilarious. It was just weird to try and like not p- picture the... Not to not picture them, but just to see somebody else portray a person playing a character. It was like inception of, you know, network sitcom. It it was just very bizarre. And then I was thinking, oh shit, Full House was a sitcom. I didn't even consider that when I was a kid. I was just like, this is the family I want to be adopted into. Full House was a legit sitcom. 
eight seasons. I have the first season on DVD. No big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. It, do, do, does anybody even own DVDs anymore? I have the first season of Full House on DVD. <laughs> and I'd be lying if I said that I didn't buy it within the past five years. Yes, I bought that as an adult because I'm a grown-ass woman that can buy what she wants for herself, okay? Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. This is Jessie Mae <laughs> I'm so sorry that it's a day late. Um, I just honestly was so dead. And then I went and did a show last night. Um, after just, I literally just hung out with the dogs and watched Lifetime TV. Tatiana Ali is going to be in a, a Lifetime movie. I don't know what that means. When you, when you get into a Lifetime movie as an actor, what does that mean? Is it like, I wonder if it's the sort of thing like, where you go, you must go one or the other. You must go, oh, this is going to be fun. I love Lifetime movies. Or, fuck, this is what's happened to me. I'm in a Lifetime movie. It can't, it, it's got to go either way. They must love it or hate it. <laughs> it's it's got to be the same feeling as comedians doing Comics Unleashed. I don't know if anyone's ever watched Comics Unleashed. Um, but it's a show most comedians will joke about with other comedians because it's just a show that you literally do and then like you hate yourself for doing it afterwards because it's so uh, painful to do because everything's so produced. You know, the stand-up that you talk about whatever bits you're going to talk about before you go on and then you're forced into this awkward conversation to make it seem like you sporadically started talking about why you hate falafel, um, which everybody knows I can't stand falafel. I just... I don't, I don't get what falafel is. Like, I know what it is. It's chickpeas and spices. But I just don't get it. It's like, what are you trying to be? I mean, I can't even understand. So Tatiana Ali is in... If you don't remember Tatiana Ali, she was in a little show known as The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No big deal. One of my favorite shows growing up. And she is in a Lifetime movie now. (laughs) Listen, you know what? I'm not going to hate on anybody chasing that paper. In this industry, you got to get a gig wherever you can get a gig. And anybody who talks shit about anybody working on anything they're working on is just a hater. You're a hater. Who cares, man? Who's, Who's to say that Sharknado isn't as good as, you know, The Godfather? Both those movies have fans, okay? Both those movies were made by a director. Both those movies had writers. So I think they're practically the same. <laughs> so do your thing. Shout out to Tatiana Lee and her made-for-TV Lifetime movie. It's about... There's a hot guy in it. I, I don't think it's come out yet. But it's about like a really hot contractor that works next door. And he may be a murderer. Dun, dun, dun. Probably murdering that pussy. Am I right, Lifetime Network? Um, yeah, so hot. So hot. I love Lifetime TV. And they've really stepped up their game. These little, um, you know, unauthorized stories are kind of exciting. 
I, I, I loved it. I loved laying down and seeing behind the scenes of Full House. I wonder, you know, why is it unauthorized, though? Like, it's such a big secret how they made the show and what went down. Like, I feel like if it's going to be an unauthorized version of the story, it should be on HBO or Showtime so you can get into some really, you know, scandalous stuff. Like, you can't really do too many, too much scandalous things on Lifetime Network. You can't even swear. So how are you going to be able to show the full range of the scandalous things that went on during the taping of a scandalous show like Full House? Oh my God, Dave Coulier. I can't even. With the Woody Woodchucker, the the puppets, the, the puppets that he had on the show. You know, it was pretty cool that each one of them, besides, you you know Bob Saget is a little bitter because Dave Coulier got to do incorporate his stand-up his stand-up is is very similar to what he did on the show and he used bits of his stand-up in the show and John Stamos you know named the character and the character was based off of Elvis's twin that was all John Stamos and the whole tone of the character was John Stamos Bob Saget filthy mouthed Bob Saget had to literally be shut down I wonder if he like, he must've been a little resentful about that. And that's why I wanted Lifetime to really get into that shit. Like show the fights if they had any show, like the real jealousy about Bob Saget, not being able to, you know, say dick and cock on, (laughs) on network television. That's insane, man. Oh God, what a great show. That show, like when I watch it now, when I watch Full House now, it during it, in, in reruns because they they have reruns everywhere. I feel so nostalgic, like the F- TGI TGI Fridays TGI TGIF. I can't even say it. TGIF was a blocking of programming on Friday nights on CBS. I'm pretty sure it was CBS, one of those major networks. I forget which one. Full House was on. Oh my God, shoot me for not memori- remembering that. But TGIF was like a blocking of programming for kids on Friday night. And it was like Family Matters, um, Full House, Step by Step. Oh, what was another show? I can't, there was like four shows. It was like two hours. It was basically like a network babysitting your kids so you can go out and be a ho- the hoary mom that you are. Um, no, my mom didn't do that, but I'm just saying everybody else's mom did. Uh, <laughs> I just loved that. It was, I just loved growing up in a generation where you had to watch your show when it came on. That's how I, when I was, you know, real little, that's what it was like. And it wasn't that long ago. When you think about it, it wasn't that long ago that, that that's the way program programming was. There wasn't, you know, the internet w- wasn't you know nearly anywhere near a fraction of the vastness that it is today you had to watch the show that you loved when it came on or you know what you were s o l shit out of luck s o o l yeah sewell you were sewell shit out of luck if you didn't watch your show when it came on because you couldn't it the, they reran it, but you had to wait like at least a week for a rerun, and even then you weren't guaranteed because reruns weren't so weren't so popular then. 
so it's today that that's why you know it's so different now because you don't have to wait a whole show you know like NBC's Aquarius they released the whole show at once and like Netflix has done that so people are getting so much more spoiled now just a bunch of spoiled twats I want to watch it now I want to watch it later I don't want to watch it now I don't want to watch it now or later I want to watch it never and then I want to watch it then just a bunch of spoiled twats oh wait Fozzie's dying in the background hold on you guys hear it i'll find out in the playback if you guys could hear it i don't have my headphones in right now um just a bunch of spoiled twats in this generation because we can get what we want when we want it nobody is taught patience anymore oh wait is he dying speaking of patience i've been patiently waiting for fozzy to kick the bucket for a year and a half I, you know what i say that and then i get messages from you people that are like oh you shouldn't talk that way about your dog try living in this situation where your dog is is in pain and coughing and disrupting your sleep and costing you a lot of money, okay? You start to just go, okay, we get it, you drama queen. Live or die. Pick one. You know, you can't have both in life. He's basically like teetering on life and death and just staring at me like I'm the one holding him in this purgatory of existence. Little asshole. Um, I have... I. I have a subscription to Us Weekly. I feel like such a dirty troll with this magazine. But I just like to know what's going on in the celebrity world because it, it's just, for some reason, chicks, we like this shit. We like these stupid magazines when we get our nails done. I have OK Magazine in front of me right now. Jen is calling off the divorce to Ben Affleck. He must have a hog. Like his... Kiak must be enormous. He must do her so good. She's like, I can't let him go. She can't let him go. I mean, infidelity is horrible, right? It's horrible. But when you're, you got to think about these people, like someone like Ben Affleck. Think about that chick that was hired. If anyone saw Gone Girl, that girl that played his student. I'm not even a lesbian and I wouldn't have been able to have been faithful to my husband with her around. She was that smoking hot. Imagine having that little young thing on set and you have to remain faithful to your wife and kids. Not only do you have to remain faithful to your wife and kids, but you're you're a highly sought after actor. Ben Affleck is, you know, he's an A-lister. So he's used to women just probably throwing themselves at him. And as a man... It's got to be difficult to say no. And you know what? Everyone wants to talk shit about men who do that, men who cheat and this and that. Women are just as accountable and just as guilty. They should be held accountable just the same way we hold men accountable because women throw themselves at men just the same same way men throw themselves at women. That nanny, you mean to tell me she wasn't like changing diapers, bending over in her little short shorts trying to flirt with him? You don't think she did a little dick grab in the hallway when she passed him give me a break i will put my money i will put all my money on black that she did she probably wore low-cut shirts and bend over in front of him all the damn time trying to get some of that ben affleck dick it doesn't it doesn't always go one way you know what i'm saying and it's you also have to think a lot of nanny fucking's happening jude law messed up 
Arnold Schwarzenegger messed up. These nannies, someone's got to question the nannies. That, you can, and you know what? The argument, you can't even hire an ugly nanny. And I hate to break down things to beauty, what's pretty and what's not. But I'm talking about like Jennifer Garner's nanny was pretty attractive. If I'm going to have a nanny and a husband, my nanny's going to be a wildebeest. Like a, like literally a wildebeest. I'm going to hire a wildebeest to take care of my kids. <laughs> Not even a primate. No, fuck that. Not a primate that has, you know, dexterity in their thumbs. That's the thing that breaks up marriages. Thumb dexterity. You got to get something with a hoof. <laughs> something with a hoof okay you can't touch a dude's dick with a hoof and you got those big ass chiclet teeth you ever look inside like an, a horned animal's mouth like antelope cows water buffalo deers they have you know they have thick teeth to be able to grind up that you know the vegetation that they eat they don't have sharp teeth, but they have big square-shaped teeth to be able to consume and masticate all that, all that greenery that they're eating. You're gonna, you, 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 that's what you need. You can't get a primate with soft lips and a warm mouth. You got to get a goddamn bovine to take care of your kids. And then if your husband still fucks the horned animal, well then we're shit out of luck. We're S O O L as women. And then. There should, we should find peace in that. There should be some peace in the fact that men will literally fuck anything. If, they, if that were the case, I would be like, okay, then I'm going to stop trying so hard. I'm just going to relax and realize this has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. And you know what the reality is? It really doesn't. It has nothing to do with Jennifer Garner. And it's almost like she probably couldn't have avoided this situation had she tried and she probably would shorten her life if she continues to try to improve the situation because you know what there there most likely isn't a solution for him once you taste the pie you want another slice that's just the reality of the situation and imagine being a man and having that battle I'm sure he wants to be a good husband I'm sure he wants to be a good father whatever that means you know if you want to talk about more morality and, and where ethics lie as far as being a good husband I'm sure he wants to be those things but all I'm saying is it can't be easy it can't be easy for a man who's successful and attractive to maintain with one woman and that's that's not me saying women should just accept it that's just me saying listen we have to look at what's happening all across Hollywood and homes of regular people, infidelity is just a situation. And you you understand that Ben Affleck is is going to get fucked by a lot of women because of his stat his his uh status in Hollywood and his his attractiveness. And then when you look at somebody like, you know, George Sampson, who's just some regular guy, electrician in Detroit, and he can't even be faithful to his wife, then you got to start questioning what the real reason is. Maybe it's something beyond our control. 
it's beyond our control as women and we got to stop trying to control it. You know how we can stop trying to control it? Just calm down with all the injections and the tit implants and all the things we're trying to do to make ourselves more attractive. And I say the words more attractive loosely here because I really don't believe it, that that's what it does. Maybe we just need to relax and accept ourselves to the way we are and stop trying so goddamn hard. Maybe the cancer rates will lower in that case if we just stop stressing out so much and just go, you know what, fuck you. Do whatever you're going to do because I'm not going to put this Juvederm into my face and I'm going to go and have a nice day without having to stress about you wanting to fuck the nanny. So I hope Jennifer Garner finds some peace. I really do. I don't know. I was thinking about this show today. I was just talking about plastic surgery. Does anyone remember that show um ugly duckling you guys can't answer me i literally just asked a question like you could answer me that's so funny i was like waiting for a response um it was a show it was a network television show that um basically these people would 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 come on the show and want plastic surgery and the network would pay for it. So these people would come on the show. It was basically like a, a makeover show, but an extreme makeover show. Like you guys know Extreme Home Makeover. Remember that show? Where they, where they redid the whole house. Sometimes they tore the house down. This was that show, but for people's faces and bodies. They literally tore the roof off of people's faces and had a big reveal at the end of the show. I can't believe that America, America co-signed on this. That a network was like, totally, this is going to be amazing. Let's give people plastic surgery. And the worst part is the family afterwards would be like, you know, there was this big reveal. Like they would go and get plastic surgery. You know, they would have the before photo and then they'd go and get plastic surgery, you know, the uh, on the house. <laughs> the fucking network would pay for it. And the big reveal would be at the end when they see their family who hasn't seen them since a plastic surgery. And the family would be like, you look so much better. Look at Stacy. She got rid of that shitty ass nose and that chin. I love your new chin and your new nose. How horrible. How horrible that all that money was spent on that show for those people to quote unquote fix their faces. Now, I know maybe there are some cases where something is abnormal to the extent of it being uncomfortable maybe it's caused them problems in their life maybe it's painful there are a few exceptions to the rule but the overall idea of that is very frightening to me that that was a show that actually existed and that people were were watching and tuning in I remember watching being like what the fuck Am I watching? I think it was called The Swan. I think the show was called The Swan. It wasn't what I just said it was called. It was called The Swan. I'm pretty sure it was The Swan. It was, uh, there's some shows that come along. You're just like, what the fuck is happening here? I can't even understand it. Um, where's Bradley Cooper been? I haven't seen him. I think I'm Bradley Cooper cute. You know, you see all these girls that these guys marry and I don't, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to end up with a dude in Hollywood or maybe like a nice, I think a nice firefighter would do like a lumberjack slash firefighter. I think that's going to be my speed. Like he's got to be smart and strong, but also maybe has like dirt in his fingers. Like he might come home with grass stuck on his neck. That'd be nice. Like he's got earth 
under his fingernails in like grass stains on his chin. <laughs> Sounds like an escaped criminal. He's just crawling through the mud to get to wherever, to get to freedom. Um, I'm still looking through these magazines. There's so much, there's so many people I don't know. Like who cares about these twats? NBC hired a mall. George Clooney's wife. She's got permanent resting bitch face, doesn't she? She always looks like she's throwing shade. Jesus. I mean, she's cute, but chill with the bitch face. What did she do to nab George? Because George was going through women like it was nobody's business. He was he was just going right through them. Women like dating George Clooney for women for a while was like having an apartment especially like an apartment in New York city. Like you're only there for like a year and a half and you'll never afford it. You'll never be able to like own it. That's, that's what dating George Clooney was like. <laughs> Women would be with him for like a year and a half and then he would just get rid of them. Moving on to the next apartment. That's nicer. I, that must've sucked man to be the chick, like knowing you're on a conveyor belt of temporary love with George Clooney. And then, and then Amal did it. She nabbed him. That's that has to make you wonder. I wonder if there's like magical pussies out there. Like maybe she's got a magical pussy. I know she's smart and all that stuff. Like she's wicked smart. But I'm just saying, smarts aren't everything. Isn't pussy everything? Oh, you got to do your kegels, ladies. Do your kegels, please. Do your kegels. I just had a flash forward moment, like when I'm an 80 and alone. I should have read a book, but my vagina's so strong. But I'm alone with a strong vagina. Here's a photo of Chris Jenner with Kate, Caitlin. And I have to tell you, I'm open about the whole thing. You guys know that if you listen to this, I'm totally like, do whatever you got to do. Do you. But seeing a photo of Chris Jenner and Caitlin, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Well, it's not Chris Jenner anymore because she got divorced. Is she Chris Kardashian? Who the fuck is she now? Well, whoever she is now, Chris, seeing a photo of her and, and Caitlyn and Caitlyn looking more feminine than her is blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. It's, it has to be. I mean, if this family can survive through sex tapes with below average uh, rap stars <laughs> such as Ray J., if they can survive and and prevail through that, then I I would, you know, I I doubt that they're, they're not going to be able to get through their dad turning into their mom. I just think like they've gone through so much public, everything that they go through is publicized, but this is just, it's gotta be bizarre. I I looked at that photo of Chris and Caitlin. I'm like, they're just brunching now. They're just brunching that just like that just like that they're totally cool like let's brunch let's go do let's go get endless mimosas your dick used to be in me but now we're getting petty manny together we're getting post brunch petty mannies together i i gave birth to your children and now we're shoe shopping and we wear the same size shoe oh and we're also sharing shoes life is weird man weird isn't bad it's just I had a, a visceral reaction, a visceral reaction seeing this photo of, of Chris Jenner Kardashian, whatever her fucking last name is now, and Caitlyn. And Caitlyn looking damn good. 
Who gives a fuck? Honestly, who cares? I don't give a shit. We got Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen. They're bosses from hell, it says. Millionaire Olsen twins are being sued by interns at their fashion empire who claim they were overworked and underpaid. Yeah, you know who else was overworked and underpaid? The Olsons. (laughs) These interns should shut their crying mouths and be happy that they have an internship with the billionaire empire run by these two girls. Yeah, they were overworked and underpaid when they they weren't even potty trained yet. These 22-year-olds working for their company. I can't handle it. Buck up and do your work. Earn your keep. Nothing comes free in this world. And you know what? You gotta shovel the shit before you get to ride the horse. So unfair. I want to know the other side of this story. It's, you know, if if it were a thing where the working conditions were shitty, then I understand. But you can't just complain about working too hard. There must be something going on here. Let's see. They're being sued. On behalf of some 40 past and present interns filed against Dual Star Entertainment Group, that is the company that Mary-Kate, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen own, who are the twins that were born into fame from Full House. Um, They created a wealth of products branded in their names, blah, blah, blah. And let's see. She's so an intern said she has put in fifty hour work weeks, running personal errands and even being hospitalized for dehydration after lugging trench coats into row factories at a in a hundred degree Fahrenheit heat. Listen, listen, okay? Bring a water bottle. Bring a water bottle and prepare. Cause you signed up for the job. The Olsen twins can't control the weather. You're gonna have to prepare for that. Now did they hold this girl hostage and force her to do these things i doubt it was it her job i'm sure it was maybe there could have been some preliminary measures taken to avoid any issues sure 100 degree heat i doubt that these girls were being barbaric with their interns okay it's not easy running a big ass company like that they're 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 multi-millionaires these bitches are complaining i mean i'm sure it was just the sort of thing where the girl's like i can't even somebody help bring a water bottle and a nice pack and improvise okay because i i bet that the outfit that this girl wore to work all the outfits that she wore to work this intern were made by children who are probably dead now because they had the worst conditions in their child labor camps sewing whatever t-shirt together so this bitch could wear it to work let's get some perspective okay let's see what's next (laughs) I just want to look at this magazine with you guys here. Chloe and Lamar's secret meeting. What the fuck is wrong with Chloe Kardashian? Why? She she married this dude after a month of knowing him. It's like these girls think fairy tales are real. I don't she's got to get rid of Lamar. He's a disaster. You can't fix a, an addict like that, man. Let him get healthy. Let him heal himself. And she's on Look at her. She's dating some other She's all over some other dude, James Harden from um he's a he's a football player or basketball, right? He's an athlete. Damn, those girls love their big black men. They sure love their big black men. Jesus. Just break him in half. Let Lamar go. He's a disaster. 
you're selling yourself short with Lamar. Get with like, I want to see Chloe with like, just like a, like maybe, wouldn't it be hot if like Chloe Kardashian had an affair with Bill Clinton? <laughs> I mean, how could you compare with that booty going back to Hillary Clinton's little pancake fanny? Oh God, that would hurt so much. That would hurt so much. I don't know if Hillary would be able to heal. I don't know if Hillary could healery. I um Fozzie's right now. I'm looking at him and he's taking a shit. This is too it's like there's no privacy in this house today. None whatsoever. I am um, I didn't even let you guys know that I'm gonna be in Atlanta this weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Atlanta Improv with my girl Marcella Arguello. I'm going to go to strip clubs. I'm going to eat delicious Atlanta food. I'm going to do stand-up shows. Maybe if there's firemen who live in Atlanta, come to my show. Send me an email on my Facebook fan page, comedian Jesse Mae Peluso. I'll give a fireman tickets. If you are a fireman and you email me, I will give you tickets to my show. Any show that I have, if you're a fireman, come on out. I'll set my panty drawer on fire in my hotel and you can put that out. <laughs> Fozzie. That was Fozzie, Fozzie's death noise. Um, sound of my life. I mean, what am I going to do with this dog? Honestly. God, he smells so bad. He just smells so bad. And now he's growling at Carlin. It's just a... <laughs> That's not nice. It, it, that is not nice. Fozzie, don't be such a dick. He growls at Carlin, but it's funny because he can't... He, he doesn't have any lung capacity because his heart is failing him. <laughs> But I love the fact my Fozzie Bear has so much gusto. Okay. He he still tries to fight Carlin even though his health is fading him. I mean, that's the way to live life. If there's any lesson to learn from Fozzie Bear, it's to don't go down without a fight, literally. This motherfucker taking Viagra every day is like, you going to try and step in on my bitch? I don't think so. I don't fucking think so. Okay. Um, I, r I really can't wait to go to Atlanta. I know I already said that, but Marcel and I are so pumped up. This bitch, I bring Marcella Arguello. When I can, I have her open for me. So if you've seen me on the road, you might have seen Marcella. She's tall, skinny-ass bitch with big-ass hair. Half Lebanese, half Ecuadorian. I actually have a joke about her in my set now. That's how you know you're a real friend if you make it into my set. But we can't wait to go to Atlanta, man. Like, I just want to get down. Is is it ludicrous from Atlanta? I just want to, like, get down and, like, go to, like, a dirty-ass dance club and just get sweaty with boners in my back. That's what happens when you go out. Listen, fathers, when your daughters go out dancing, there are boners all over them. Uh, they're just, there are boners. That's That's what happens when you go out to a dance club. Dudes come up to you, and they put their boners in your back. They don't, you, you, they don't even ask. They don't ask. 
they're just like they they come right up and, and put the boner right on your back hey they don't even say nice to meet you that's what the boner says having the boner be put on your back is them being like hi my name is todd <laughs> todd with the rod <laughs> i actually remember when i lived in boston i lived in boston with one of my boyfriends i just yawned i'm so sorry i'm still not over the weekend <laughs> i lived in boston with my boy my boyfriend at the time randall shout out to randall wooten um look him up what a name we lived in boston and aaron one of my best friends for a very long time i've known aaron birmingham for a very long time her and my our other friend alicia zoidis shout out to alicia zoidis greek goddess we all went out to this dance club we used to go out all the time like in boston we worked at h&m I worked at H&M for five years. I worked at H&M in Downtown Crossing in Boston. And we would spend every dollar we made at H&M, we'd go to the club. We went out every fucking weekend. And there was this one club we went to. It was like Haitian reggae night. It was like some sort of weird fusion. It was basically us three white girls and the darkest men you could ever imagine in your life. Just the darkest chocolate men ever with raging boners. And... We just stood at the dance floor dancing with boners in our back. That's what you do. It's a rite of passage. So if you have a daughter, please know at some point in her life, she's going to touch a dick. Everyone knows that. But most likely, shortly after she touches a dick, there's going to be a boner right in her back. And then the boner just walks away. You, you know, you don't really do anything with the boner. It just is there. And it's like, hey, hi. Hey, what's up, girl? Just want to let you know I was thinking about you. That's like girls send love notes to a guy or like whatever to let them know they were thinking about them. Men get boners to let you know that they were thinking about you and your sister and your mother and your best friend and your neighbor and your grandma and the lady who cuts your hair and the guy who walks your dog. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just it's it's insane. It really is. I'm, I just, I need a boner soon, I think. I've been, I need a date. I, I've said this on my last podcast. I want romance. I just want like, not like the Hollywood bullshit because that's not real, but just like, you know, a gentleman, a like a, a lumberjack fire slash fireman gentleman. So if there's anyone out there that is that, bring it on. And don't send me creepy messages because I, I read all my messages, by the way. I try to on Facebook. So if you send me messages and they are opened, I've read them or my assistant Liz has read them. So I know what you guys are sending me. Keep it cute. Bunch of slobs out there. Uh, I would like to say thank you to my assistant Liz Perez, who was so amazing this past weekend. She, I had to work do, shooting my pilot, like I said, 12-hour day in heels, and she took care of Carlin and Fozzie while I was at work she took care of them twice so mommy could work and make money so I can buy you medicine to keep you alive longer than you should be <laughs> isn't that a form of abuse just the veterinarian's just gonna let me continue to keep the dog alive he's fine I mean he smells like death he smells and sounds like death but it's fine it's so fine everybody's good yeah I need to date veterinarian. Forget the fucking, forget the fucking, uh, fireman. I need a veterinarian. Cause it's like, 
I need a veterinarian and a mechanic. So I w- maybe three boyfriends is what I need. But Liz Perez really, uh, that's my girl. Everyone find her. Not like in a creepy way, just stalk her on the internet. I shouldn't say not in a creepy way and then stalk her because that I just made it creepy. I just brought it right back to creepiness. Um, the, the rest of the weekends, let me tell you where else I'm going to be, people. Places I'm going to be performing. Right? Because people want to come out and see me. If you do. I just picked my nose. What a disaster. This week in Atlanta, the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Then I have a college gig at uh, University of Connecticut on the 30th of August. <clears throat> Portland, Oregon, September 11th, 12th. Oh, I'm sorry. September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Portland, Oregon. Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. 10th, 11th, and 12th. Then I'm in... Uh, Austin, Texas at Cap City for my birthday weekend. I'm so excited. The 17th, 18th, and 19th. I am in Austin, Texas for my birthday. So that's going to be a rager. And then the last weekend of September, I'm in Sacramento, California at the Punchline, the 24th, 25th, and 26th. So that brings us straight through September. Pretty great weekends. Atlanta to Portland, Oregon to Austin, Texas, to Sacramento, California, and then I get back on the road. Well, I mean, back on the road. I'm on the road all through October, November, and December. So you're going to have plenty of opportunities to find me. That's what I do, my bread and butter. I'm out there. I'm doing the damn thing, you know, uh, from H&M to this. I loved working at H&M. It was a lot of fun. There's a lot of kooky people. H&M is actually where I realized... I wanted to do stand-up comedy. I realized that it was a possibility for me. Because before, I just, you know, growing up in Syracuse, I didn't really... I didn't think it was possible because I didn't... Not that I didn't think it was possible, because I grew up, you know, with... Luckily, my father's best friend was a comedian who I've spoke about before, Mike Goss, who's passed away. He's not with us anymore. He was just a very bright, smart, funny sweet soul um I'm I'm I saw stand-up comedy from when I was like eight years old but only you know that was the only live stand-up comedy I saw all the other stuff was you know uh specials Richard Pryor and Carlin and all of that but I loved working at H&M because that's where I realized I could do it as a career so you never know you never know where or how or when you're gonna find your calling and and hopefully what you do makes other people's lives richer I would like to think what I do does you know I'm not saying I'm like healing people and I know I piss a lot of people off with the things I say I don't give a shit but I just you know life is short man and that's such a cliche thing to say but it's the truest so you got to find you got to find something that you're good at that hopefully also helps other people we're, we're in a very selfish generation right now we're in a selfie-ish generation everyone's worried about what they look like in their photos and they're more self-absorbed because social media makes it easy to be you know dedicated to filters on your face more so than thinking about what to do to help people 
you know, should I, I, people are more like, oh, should I put a Marl filter on my face as opposed to being like, maybe I could help someone today. <laughs> the Kardashian generation that we're in. So hopefully you do something that helps people. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, I didn't want to have a guest on today. I just wanted to talk because I worked all weekend and I, the past two days I've been trying to recover and I just wanted to be on here by myself for once like I was in Italy god I fucking miss Italy I want to go back so bad I really hope I go next year and stay for a whole month and just marry a dude with a boat marry a dude with a boat that would be great uh I just would like to live on a yacht (laughs) Hollywood romantic comedies aren't real but I want to live on a yacht Jesus I gotta get my priorities straight Um, I just, you know, I I hope you people find what you want to do in life. I really do. And that it's not stripping. You know what? I kind of wish I was a stripper just for like a little while. It's not like it's something that's so hard to do. I'm just not that flexible. Uh, I've seen a lot of crappy strippers. What would be worse to be a shitty comedian or a shitty stripper? Because at least like if you're a shitty comedian, you tried you know, you, you got out there, you, you were vulnerable, you stood up on a stage and you bared your soul. And you know, it's pretty much the same thing as stripping. (laughs) I could have been also describing being a stripper in that, in that sentence. (laughs) If there's any strippers out there, I'd love to interview you. So if you can email me at Jesse May Peluso comedy at Gmail. And also if you, any of you out there have any questions or concerns or have a cool job, I would love to interview you. I have a sharp tongue podcast at Gmail email as well. So either one is fine. We check them both. I just, I really want to interview a stripper. I want to interview a reformed stripper. That's what I'm going to do. And a mortician. If anyone out there embalms bodies, I want to talk to you. And Bradley Cooper. Those are the three people that I would like to interview (laughs) So if we can maybe get some pep in our step and make that happen. Um, yeah, so there are some questions here. I posted a picture of Dennis Rodman on my questions for the podcast. And some of you didn't know who the fuck Dennis Rodman was, which is just shocking. Um, he's he's the original bad boy of basketball who was cross-dressing and banging every hot girl in Hollywood. So let's see. McCarthy Sean says, how do I find your podcast? Well, I post about it every week. McCarthy Sean. I believe your name must be Sean McCarthy and you're just trying to trick us. Find my podcast. Well, if you're listening to it, you found it. Uh, I'm going to have to reply to you here to let you know where to find it, which I'm doing right now as I am talking. I'm typing to you. So hopefully you find us next week. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's available. Lisa Warabi says, oh my God, what did Den- Dennis Rodman do to himself? Girl, look at him. He's a hot mess. He's a hot mess. Maybe the joke's on us. Maybe he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out with full makeup, a bleach blonde mohawk. And my Tommy Bahama jacket. That's what it looks like. He looks like he's got his, like some crazy necklace around his neck. If you go to my Facebook page, you can see the photo I'm talking about. 
Nicholas Steinbeck, when are you coming to Florida? Fuck Florida. What part of fucking Florida do you live in? Jesus. Florida is... If you're in Tampa, I'm not fucking coming to Tampa. Maybe I'm going to need to because I'm going to have to talk to strippers. Um, I'll see you in Tampa. Fernando Garcia, when are you coming to Guam? That sounds dangerous. Is it fun? I'm going to have to Google. I feel like the chick from last week who I put on the tail end of my podcast. Um, The Americas, therefore, such as... Um, and the Iraqs, I have to look up where I have to see where Guam is. You says, you say it's U S territory. Okay. Kevin Costello says Nestle quick chocolate or strawberry. Yo, I used to love Nestle's quick. That shit was all chemicals, but you would add milk and it would just be heaven in your mouth. Oh, you brought me back. You brought me back hardcore, man. You brought me back to my childhood. Shit. I love Nestle's quick. Now I want chocolate milk. I'm in the mood for chocolate milk, but that shit is gross. Milk is disgusting. It comes out of a cow's fucking teat. Oh God, that's so gross. I can't. I'm a, I'm an almond milk person. I can't drink milk. That just the word milk makes me disgusted. To say. I um. I really am excited about Atlanta. I can't say it enough. <laughs> oh my God, maybe I can podcast a stripper in Atlanta. That's what I can do. We found it full circle. That's what the fuck I want to do. I'm going to podcast a stripper in Atlanta. I'm also going to be podcasting my mom, my dad, and my sister when I go surprise them in Syracuse. So those interviews, I can't wait to release. I will do a special question um, segment on my Facebook fan page. I always, every week, I ask you guys to ask me questions. So if you go to my Facebook fan page comedian jesse may peluso you can you can ask me questions every week usually i do it on sunday sometimes i do it monday's day of the podcast because uh i just forget to fucking do it on sundays so i'll try and be consistent and you can ask me questions to ask my parents and my sister i think that'll be a blast i'm also going to be doing a podcast where i tape it's basically a movie partner podcast so i'm going to pick a movie to watch and then I'm going to tape my podcast while I'm watching the movie so it's kind of like when you watch a movie with your friend and you both talk shit I'm going to be that friend talking shit about the movie I think that'll be a lot of fun so it's kind of like you just watch the movie and play my podcast uh you have to time it right I'll tell you you just have to time it you have to play it from a certain time in the movie I'll tell you when to when to start it and that's how we're going to do our our little movie date I was thinking about it and I was like you know what I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to tape it on my podcast while I'm watching it. And then you guys can play it. Fuzzy, shut the fuck up. You disruptive dying dog. Um, and you guys can play it and we can, it'll be like we're watching it together and I'm in your ear. <laughs> Put one earbud in your ear and listen, have the other, e- have the other ear available to wa- listen to the movie. I can't even fucking form sentences. I have a problem forming sentences. It's, it's the weed. Oh God, I need weed. I need weed oil as well and weed so if anyone wants to send me weed i'll set up a p.o box so you guys can send me weed (laughs) i'm in cali i shouldn't have a hard time finding it um i am very happy that you guys came and listened to the sharp tongue podcast and next week we're going to have josh wolf on and my dad my mom my sister's gonna be on i'm gonna be interviewing a bunch of other comedians um, my, one of my good friend who, friends, Aunt Brandon McMillan, who has a show 
on CBS called Lucky Dog. Please tune in. He won an Emmy for the show. He's an animal trainer and one of my longtime friends. Uh, He's got a great show where he rehabilitates dogs and places them in the proper homes. He basically goes and finds dogs at shelters that nobody wants and trains them to show people that just because you see a dog act a certain way in a shelter doesn't mean that they're completely lost. So he is the pet facilitator. Amazing, amazing person. Brandon McMillan. Look him up. Watch his show, CBS Lucky Dog, Saturdays. I believe it's on. Just check your local listings. He won an Emmy for the show. He'll be on my podcast soon. Um, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Dogs, dad, mom. Maybe I'll even interview Bob, my mom's boyfriend, if you guys are good. Fuck it. We're going to put Bob on the podcast. Uh, You guys have been amazing. I've been even better. This is a Sharp Tongue podcast brought to you live and hot from my bedroom. (laughs) Fozzie, are there any last dying words you want to say? No, he didn't want to do it. If you can hear, that's Fozzie dying quietly. You know, a little loud one? No? You don't want to do it, you little bastard? Okay. I love everybody. If you want to understand, men, ladies, I'm, look, I'm here for you. I'm just telling you what we are, what we are. You know, not who we are, what we are. Just like what we are that, that, that makes us struggle. And really, men are perfect creatures except for, you know, one. Like, if most women would want to be a man... If you didn't have to give up that power that you have, which is our weakness. That's our weakness. It's very difficult. I'm telling you, man, like, I don't want to want to be with other women ever. Like, I want to just walk down the street and go, I never need to look at another woman again because I'm with the last woman I'm ever going to be with. And I'm like, (laughs) but it ain't real. It's just like no guy wants to cheat and hurt his woman, man. That hurts. First of all, think about what cheating is for a second, ladies. Cheating is a man. He sneaks out of his own house to go, like, find some happiness behind your back so your feelings aren't hurt. (laughs) Cheating is for you. It's not... for me we don't want to hurt you if you give a lie detector test to a man and a woman and ask them the same questions man we would pass them both up to a point where it's like hey ask a woman you love your man you love your family you love your home you love what you built yep all right you see brad pitt or denzel washington or whatever standing there would you risk everything you built with your man just to sleep with him and women, look, they go, nah, I wouldn't. And they still pass the test. They be like, eh, you know, I, I, they look good, but I wouldn't. Ask guys the same thing, you know, boom, love your woman, the kids, the house. Yeah. Uh, you, you see that girl passed out behind a dumpster? Would you risk everything for a passed out woman behind a dumpster? I don't want to, but look at her with garbage on. She looks so cute with garbage on. We're like the, 
I'm trying to like make it so women just like understand a little bit of like just to sympathize. It's like we're we're like sport fishermen. This is what I'm saying. Men like to fish. And sport fishing is different from catching fish for food. You just get it, you get it, you catch it, and you, you know, you, you show your friends. Because you want them to know that you, you can catch fish. You take a couple of pictures so you can show people the fish that you have the ability to catch. And then you release it back into the water. But a lot of women in here, you have boyfriends or husbands, you were fish that jump back on the boat. And just was like flapping, looking at me like. Hi, I was wondering if you're gonna be fishing here again next week, like. Yeah, for other fish. Get off my boat. Is that how you treat all the fish? You'd be like, oh, God damn. Nope, I'm sorry, sweetie. You're the last fish I ever wanted to be with. Now you're stuck. You're stuck with the last fish who was loving you and fighting hard to be on your boat. Then she got comfortable, and now she, instead of doing this, she's like, so... We've been together for like... A year now, why do you still have a boat? You'd be like... So what's she trying to say? I can't catch fish no more? Why do you need to catch a fish? Because if I lose my ability to catch fish, then you're not going to find me sexy no more. So you got to smell fish on me so that you know I can catch fish so you can act right. That's like, guys, you meet your girl, she was a hoe. Like, had hoe, like, she big old booty and this and that. You gotta let her do that. Don't start trying to frump her up and get her fat and get her foul. Because that's why you like her. I don't want no woman that, no other guys trying to I don't want a woman that I can send to the store at two in the morning. Because nobody's gonna try to rape her. Like, I go... Go get some bread at 3 in the morning. Hey, cut through the alley, bitch, because... Because <laughs> I talk to the junkies. They don't want it. They ain't got it. They don't like it. Hit street, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta, where the players play, and we ride on the things like every day. Big beats, hit street, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.